Unprofessional behaviors may occur at any level in any organization and can compromise workplace morale as well as patient care. In fact, unprofessional or unethical behaviors are among the most common reasons for disciplinary action taken by licensing boards and professional organizations. In this CAPCAST interview, Dr. Suzanne Powell discusses some common examples of unprofessional behavior, some approaches to responding to such behavior, and how to navigate sensitive issues of discrimination and privacy. Dr. Powell is Vice Chair of Pathology at Houston Methodist, as well as Education Director of the APCP Residency Program. She is teaching a course on this topic at CAP 18, which will be held October 20th through the 24th in Chicago. Dr. Powell, what are some of the most common unprofessional behaviors pathologists will encounter in their daily practice? So, Julie, I think we can talk about this in general terms. I don't have some serious research to back these, so I'm going to give you my opinions about these sorts of things, ranging from what some people might consider minor infractions to the most severe groups of things that we can include in unprofessional behavior. So let's start by saying that things that are irritants things that are evidence that someone is perhaps not attentive to everything about their work would be failure to attend to their duties in a timely manner. And that might include failing to be on time to come in in the morning, failing to be on time to conferences or to presentations. If we move forward beyond that, More severe infractions would include taking advantage of a subordinate, and that could be in multiple different ways. Of course, the most severe of that would be a sexual harassment allegation. And finally, we all know about HIPAA violations, and in many institutions, there are very detailed protocols for how to handle a HIPAA violation, and that may end in termination immediately, depending upon the program in which you are associated. How does understanding the intentions or diagnoses of those exhibiting unprofessional behavior help one to determine the proper response? So overall, understanding the unprofessional behavior that an individual would exhibit allows the individuals who are having to make a determination what that appropriate action might be. And these responses may require assistance from human resources, the department in which the individual works, or the department that is being interacted with, or in academic settings, the Graduate Medical Education Office. All of these things could be jointly involved in determining the appropriate course of action. There are often several different opportunities that a person can be involved in to intervene with no single correct response, unless the behavior is definitely in violation of a particular institution's policy and procedure. And as I mentioned earlier, that might be specifically looked at as a HIPAA violation in that institution. Now, will your CAP 18 course help attendees to identify a course of response commensurate with the level and severity of unprofessional behaviors? So our course is going to be case-based, and so these cases will include so-called gray zones 
as well as more straightforward, if you will, unprofessional behaviors that might result in immediate termination. And we've mentioned HIPAA violations, for example. The gray zone cases will often involve counseling, whether by the department, the institutional staff, and might include, again, human resources and the graduate medical education office. Dealing with unprofessional behavior can be difficult when issues of discrimination and privacy are involved. Can you discuss how the course will help attendees to deal with these sensitive situations? So actually, unprofessional behavior lapses is quite common. But dealing with confidentiality in most situations of professional behavior lapses is actually a very common part of dealing with these kinds of things. Through the case scenarios that we are going to present, the discussions that will ensue should allow for developing possible solutions, and maybe there will be multiple solutions that will be discussed and potentially available for individuals to consider. Finally, Dr. Powell, is there anything you want to add about the value of developing and maintaining strong professionalism skills? Professionalism and interpersonal and communication skills are two of the six general competencies we talk about in graduate medical education that the ACGME has defined. These particular skills assist pathologists in not only getting a job, but in keeping their jobs. So opportunities to discuss these case vignettes and case scenarios should be part of annual education that happens whether it is in a graduate medical education scenario or in private practice because this is something that is going to be encountered by practicing pathologists almost daily. Well, thank you, Dr. Powell, for sharing this important information with us. Dr. Powell will be joined by Dr. Ronald Doman in teaching a CAP-18 course entitled Vignettes and Ethics and Professionalism, a Case-Based Discussion on Tuesday, October 23rd from 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. To register for CAP-18, please visit capannualmeeting.org. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast, and be sure to listen to our other CAPcasts from the CAP on our SoundCloud channel, at soundcloud.com forward slash pathologist. And we're also now on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes by searching for the word CapCast in your iTunes store. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss any new CapCasts.